and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 187. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. And we are also joined by a very special guest, Ebontis. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Yeah, I've been a Destiny 2 YouTuber for, man, five years now? Six? It's been a minute. Um, too long and too many video uploads, but yeah, I play... A lot of Destiny. My YouTube channel is 95% Destiny stuff. Uh, Twitch, I will stream a good amount of Destiny, but I also like to do variety over there to help keep the sanity. And then I'm also the one of the co-hosts of the Last Word podcast, which is typically a Destiny show with uh, Lord Cognito and Ty Guy Travis. So very used to talking about Destiny on a weekly basis as well. So that's a little, little blip about me, I think. Yes. And uh, of course, if you're wondering why he's here, we're going to be talking about Hogwarts Legacy today, guys. <laughs> no, but uh, finally, I got into that and the, I got I got partway <laughs> into that having a blast and the lightfall came out and it's been on the back burner. But yeah, I do want to go back to that at some point. Yeah. D- Destiny and Hunt Shadow have been like keeping me from Hogwarts and it's been killing me. And I'm like, I want to do it, but also I want to catch up. Yeah, uh, Survivor's my next one. Sutra Side Talk, guys. We talk what we watch and play. Uh, if you want to get the watch portion of everything, check out the last two episodes where we talked uh, The Last of Us from HBO. That was uh, 185. And then 186 last week, we talked the Super Mario Bros. movie as well as Creed 3. Uh, this week, though, is the beginning of a two-parter. We're talking about Destiny 2's newest expansion, Lightfall, and the season of the Seraph in this part. This will be part one. And next week, we're going to have part two, which will have about the second half, which will have uh, the raid, Root of Nightmares, Season of Defiance, more of the, I guess you would say technical stuff like the UI, the loadouts, uh, things like that. But for this portion, we'll be talking Campaign, Season of the Seraph, and the Destination Neomuna. And depending on timing, maybe uh, Exotic Quests and the new subclass Strand and all the fun and fatigue it brings. But that was more for the yeah. campaign. But we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, otherwise, guys, you can find us on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at SutraSideTalk, all one word. But otherwise, we'll get right into it. No news this week at all. And it's just going to be all destiny. That said, uh, thank you once again, Ibantis, for coming on. Uh, I was on their show, The Last Word, uh, previously. And he gave me this amazing intro. It was really cool. And we talked, I think it was... About midway through last season, because uh, okay. we it was just the topic of weapon loadouts, and I think the story that week was like, I can't remember which bunker it was, but uh, I just remember we were like kind of figuring out what the loadouts would be like, having that new like option available to us. Mm, yeah. But otherwise, we're going to start this with the season of the Seraph. And it's story that it brought, which was Rasputin. And we haven't seen Rasputin since Season of Arrivals, yeah. pre-Beyond Light. When the pyramid ships just turned him off. Yep, they yep. just kind of hit the remote. Uh, and we were there for about six months with that season. And uh, <laughs> That was the long one. That was, right? that was oh, one yeah, of the that long was the super long one. Yeah, there were two super long. It was like that one and one other one. I forget. I think it was like right before Witch Queen. But uh, it was... Yeah, season of Lost? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was the Tekkens. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Rasputin got turned off. Uh, it just shows you during, like, the evacuation of Mars, he gets turned into an engram. And there's, like, small little lore tidbits here and there of Holiday kind of... Not Holiday, uh, Anna Bray, sorry. Uh, building a exo forum and working with both scions and elixni on creating a new body for rasputin and we finally get into it now and clovis bray is involved lc aka the exo stranger are involved and osiris is also involved how having now woken up from a coma so that was interesting but how would we i guess Without getting too into the depth of it first, just overall, how did we feel about the story this season? For season of the Seraph? Yeah. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. I did, personally. Um, I thought it was... For a character that we didn't see that much, they handled the arc of the season, I think, start to finish very well. Um, beginning was strong, end was... I don't want to give too much away, I guess, yet, but ending was also very good. And uh, activities during the season, I think overall this season, um, last season, but when we're talking about it, uh, it was one of the better seasons in a while, personally. How'd you feel, James? Yeah, uh, I thought the main activity for the season was super fun to do, and I actually enjoyed doing it for a while. Uh, My only gripe is just... Rasputin has been one of my most, not my favorite characters, but, like, I've been most intrigued about learning more about him. Like, ever since they first introduced him, because just the idea of this, like, super AI that speaks in Russian named Rasputin, super interesting and cool to me. And we keep getting teased with, like, he's going to be a more important character, and then he never ends up really being a more important character. So... When back in Beyond Light, when I was reading the lore book for the the Dark Future and how Anna had built Red, a a new frame, and he was basically like a full-on character, I was so excited to finally get to that point. And I thought we were getting to that point. And then now Rasputin is maybe gone. I don't want to say forever, but like the kind of... Made it seem pretty final. (laughs) Yeah. That's, but like, despite my like wanting to see more Rasputin, I do agree with you, Avantis, that like as a full story, the arc was pretty good. And like, at least his reason for sacrificing himself was made a lot of sense and was interesting. I didn't see it coming either. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. The fact that like, you know, in Destiny 1, it was just very brief. It's, hey, check out the strike. He needs help. He's speaking in russian music and you're like okay cool and then we don't see him again until uh warmind dlc in the first year of vanilla destiny 2 and then not again until uh, i think it was season of the worthy where we kind of get the the most interesting part about that was surely the story of felwinter and kind of what he was to rasputin that he was like his son and all this stuff and he was a standalone dude but he was also a guardian uh, and explain more of Siva, which I'm still like, could we just get more Siva? That'd be cool. Uh, now, finally, yeah, getting him post uh, turned off to then have him as a stationary exo, not only explaining more about how his personality works and how he's changed, which was very 
it was very funny because I'm just like, oh, how are they going to explain his voice? And he just kind of goes like, you know, what if I just like clone my voice like Clovis Bray's? And it was just a more, yeah. it was a less. I stole Clovis's voice. Less dickish Clovis Bray was kind of what we got. And pretty much. Uh, he was just a stable dude, which I wasn't expecting because when you first see that like Beyond Light cutscene of Anna working on Rasputin, it kind of looked like a full EXO. Like you didn't expect it to be this stationary dude that's just attached to like a, a Mitsubishi arm that's kind of going up and down like, hello, I'm <laughs> Rasputin. How's it going today, guys? Uh, an interesting, I think, interaction specifically, though, was probably Osiris and Clovis. Of just like, hey, what happens when the two most know-it-all people kind of come together in an atmosphere of, I guess, like, knowledge? And one's just like, oh, Osiris, you're like some idiot who's out and covered in rags and shit. And Osiris is just like, I, I hate this man so much. Yeah. It it was definitely pretty good with that. But um, did you guys have any specific, I guess, like, Anything intriguing from Rasputin or the interactions between the Bray sisters? Anything like that? Uh, one of the ones I loved the most was actually Marasov putting Clovis in his place. That was funny. Mm. When those moments happened where she was... Because she's much more ancient and stuff than he thinks he is. And it's like, oh, that's... that's it's like kind of like, oh, that's cute. Or if you're from the South, bless your heart. Kind of like one of those little moments for Clovis. Because he's like, I'm the smartest. And she's like, no. Yeah. You're, I've been around thousands of years. You're you're not that that special. So those yeah. were good. Um, I always enjoy when Elsie and Anna are around. Like those two, like they have a good like sister chemistry that they've built between the two. And the few times we've had them around, it keeps getting better. So especially the way the season ended, and that was we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, the the sisters especially was good. Osiris is always like good. Most of the, I would say, oh, Osiris is not always good. Lightfall, we'll talk about, but yeah, Osiris was uh, kind of he was okay, and he was cautious. Kind of all those pieces were were there, but no, I think the sisters and then uh, Marasov putting Clovis in his place place always made me laugh. Okay, yeah, I ever since we've like met him on Europa, like I thought Clovis was a pretty interesting character, and I just like like you mentioned, he's just like he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and he's not always but like the most memorable scene in this season for me was definitely when you find out that he has been playing you the whole time which like it's interesting that they were able to even make me doubt myself that like i knew from the get-go don't trust clovis yeah but he's convincing enough that i was for after a while i was like maybe we should trust him this one time and then you find out that uh rasputin warns you he's like oh no he's trying to take over my entire network and become a new machine god i i thought just thought that was such a cool like oh crap that's that's bad <laughs> the moment oh that was cool i think it's the closest we've gotten to a metal gear style villain uh that's like hidden in the back Maybe, like yeah. patriot style or like middle and phantom pain where it's like oh cypher has been pulling us playing us like a goddamn fiddle this whole time so uh, with Clovis Bray, I don't, I can't remember where I talked about it, but I have like a very big, and this is like, I haven't looked online at all. I will say this right now. I haven't looked at online right all, at all for this, but I'm pretty sure he's going to become like some form of uh disciple 
at a certain point, and I think he could potentially That'd take so over. I think he'll be like a face for the Vex, uh, to, for the Vex to mm-hmm. have like some representative. Just like they'll probably split, considering they're one of the few factions left that really haven't given us like a good and bad version, like the Lixney and the Cabal, and more or less the Hive. I think down the line we're gonna have Savathun on our side very cautiously, but uh, with Clovis and Asher, Asher being potentially the good representative, Clovis could potentially be the negative representative for that especially considering like you look at atheon and the others and you're just like yeah it's random robot that walks around you fight it whereas clovis could be an actual voice for the vex um that's just my thoughts for it especially after the last betrayal of hey betray him before he betrays us fully and it was like cool all right let's get this done uh the other thing being i i do appreciate the bray sisters kind of interacting a lot more now and especially interacting with Clovis surely for the fact that we're I guess moving away from the dark uh timeline that we get from was it during Shadowkeep we learned about it or is it beyond uh, light beyond I think it was beyond light beyond light yeah. okay because you know that during that whole thing Anna Bray is shown as a traitor and, and yeah. eventually like betrays everyone at a certain point and it's also because she gets into darkness but gets like corrupted by it very easily whereas this time uh she hasn't really used it elsie has and we haven't really seen anna dip into it but also it looks like psychologically speaking she's kind of gotten a lot more like closure in different ways with family and whatnot uh but uh i think besides that really we could talk about how it ended being like uh Rasputin didn't want to be a weapon for Shivu Wrath as like the avatar of the God of War. Well, that yeah, that I thought that was interesting because it was almost like Ares from DC, where Shivu Wrath is just like powered up by war. So mm-hmm. by using war machines, it'll only make her stronger. So somehow the only way to beat her was to not even fight, which was yep. interesting. Yeah. It was also, I think, because you get that, like, what what is it, like, the midway cutscene where it shows, like, the war council, I guess you would say, and Anna Bray is like, hey, we'll do, like, a, like a stalemate of sorts uh, versus yeah. the ending where it's like, hey, pull the plug. <laughs> like, just, just fuck it. Yeah, do it now. This is, we gotta do it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, yeah, it yeah, came to the point of no return, basically. Oh, yeah, because Aramis was also like, I'm just gonna use them to kill the Traveler. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Aramis was gonna do it, so the... The Witness is playing multiple pieces. Seems like Ziva Wrath will be one of our later things we face, but Aramis was going to be a pawn. We see her up in the ship. She's finally going to be like, all right, finally I get to destroy the Traveler and get, like, revenge after the Traveler left, you know, the Fallen or the Elixni previously is what they were called. And she almost gets her, almost gets her revenge, but then not. But, yeah, no, like, the way... That was one of those points where, like, the acting for Anna Bray and Rasputin talking to each other right there in the end. That moment, I was just like, in a season where we we hadn't seen Rasputin in a while and we're working on putting him back together. And we had him just for long enough to get, like, just a few feelers in there. And then it gets to a point to where it's like, Anna's like, I just got Red back. I don't want to lose him. That one, that one kind of hit. I was, oh, yeah. I, I was impressed on that one. So that's what was like the arc from start to finish of, like... All right, we gave him a body, and then Clovis is going to betray him, so he says, screw you, I'm kicking him out. 
then he has a little bit of Clovis' voice with a twist. And then in the end, he's like, I've been analyzing for weeks. Like, what do I do? And he's like, this is the only thing I can do is to kill myself and to not exist. Basically, my existence threatens everything. So he came to the only conclusion he could to not, as you said, basically power up Rasputin's worm in either way of destruction. So it was, that's why I was like, that was a, well, that's one of the cooler season stories I think they've done in a bit. I enjoyed it. That's, that's one of the reasons why I did is the story hit very well. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of, I know a random movie, but Looper, uh, if you guys have seen oh, that, yeah. uh, yep, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's yep. like, I know how to stop this. I'm going to kill myself. And then Bruce Willis disappears. And the dude who's like the main bad guy is no longer evil because it changes the timeline. Yep. So good movie. Too. Uh, yeah, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, but with this, I guess I feel like the audience or the the game, the players identify more with Anna in this truly for the fact that they probably also feel the same way, or at least I did of we literally just got Rasputin. We're finally getting him to talk. We're finally getting answers. This sucks. Like, are we already going to lose you that quickly? So having that along with Anna, like the, I forget the actress's name for Anna Bray because she's been, she's gone through two actresses now. Um, I didn't even notice. Yeah. The original one was, I think like, I think it was, was it Jamie? Also, like, if you think about it, Rasputin, like Anna Bray should not remember Rasputin or like she doesn't from her original life. Yeah. But she knows that Rasputin is basically like her original self's like main project or whatever, or like her biggest accomplishment. So Rasputin, if she keeps him alive, like he would know he's basically like the only connection that she has to her original self. So losing that is like, it's not just like losing a friend, but it's like losing a connection, like maybe one of the few connections that you had to your past. Except for Elsie. I guess Elsie exists. <laughs> yeah. And otherwise, like, it, you know, it, it leads into a small little scene that you get that kind of leads into Lightfall. It's nothing big. It's just, you know, the Traveler finally doing the poster. <laughs> I guess yeah, you does the thing. Exactly yeah. <laughs> which the um, you guys can't really. Nine year old poster, basically. Which is in my, if you guys can't see behind me. I can see the uh, start of it, yeah. Yeah, it's like half of it. That was the poster I got from E3 2014 when they were testing out Destiny still. And they're like, hey, want to oh, yeah. play this mode? It's called Crucible. And I'm like, sure. And I like get in line and play it. They give me like uh, a way too big t shirt in this poster. And I'm like, that was fun. And, uh, you know, Later that year, Destiny came out for the first time, and it was like, holy crap, this is crazy. But, yeah, the, that image finally happens, and I don't really... my I had such, like, a big question for Bungie of just, like, so did you guys know you're going to do this specific thing, or was this just, like, art you had back then, and then, like, years later you went, guys, I got an idea! What <laughs> if we put him in the like, air? We can, we can retcon it. Yeah, so it was just, like... Uh, it was just funny. It was like that whole um, Leonardo DiCaprio in the chair uh, meme where it's just him pointing at the TV like, it's the uh, fucking thing. Yeah. It's yeah. The thing. yeah. So it was cool. Surely for the fact that, you know, we're finally getting the witness and you're getting all this build up and it's a much longer cutscene than you expect because our normal end of the season cutscenes are usually very short. They're not really like stuff will happen. And I'm like, whether it's like Crow saving Zavala or something like that. Um, it'll be something meaningful or a bunch of ghosts disappearing, Aramis and uh, Mithrax having a pirate fight. But uh, yeah, this one is just like, 
buy Lightfall right now. <laughs> Go pre-order quick. It's about to happen, guys. And not saying it was bad, but it, like you could definitely tell they're just like, get ready for the big thing. It's about to happen. Uh, things are going to get crazy. Um, I think they did a really good job. Like you said, uh, Aviantis on it. It was just like all well done. I it, They got me to care about a character. I've been more... It's one of those things, there's a big difference between fascinating about the mystery of a character versus finally learning about a character and seeing if he lives up to the hype. And for Rasputin, yeah. uh, you finally get to see him. I don't want to say fully live up to the hype, but you're interested in what he's talking about. You're interested in how you're learning about him, whether it was starting off with like uh, Felwinter or not, but by the end of it, yeah, you're like, I want more of this. Like, it was actually worth it compared to what we'll talk about in part two of a certain character's death, uh, where it was the opposite. But this one, you you really feel like, oh, we could have gotten more kind of a bit, I guess you would say, like, Cade. But uh, this one, more just sheerly fascination versus uh, entertainment of Cade. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think it was a good time. But the activity, or I guess, like, multi- uh, location activities were not revisiting the same... I don't know if these are the same bunkers we've been in before uh, previously, but, you know, we're going through the bunkers and it's more or less the battlegrounds again. It's funny that now all seasonal activities are just called battlegrounds now. They just yeah, have like yeah, a... have been doing that a lot. I'll be curious if they change that up Yeah, for 21. But yeah, we've had our share of battle... PSYOPs, Defiance... What was this last one called? Um, just, is it just, I don't want to say Seraph Battlegrounds. Is it, that like it might have been Seraph Battlegrounds because it all started with the season. We're recording of the... this like the following season. That's why I'm like blanking. We're not in the middle of it. Yeah, and because the activity is no longer around, you can't just like look. It at... was like Mar Heist Battlegrounds. Heist. Know, okay, that's the, uh, the right, current right. one is Mars Heist Battlegrounds. So. Which, ironically enough, you can actually play in the Vanguard Strikes playlist. I believe uh, it's still available yeah, you can there. Play all three of them. I think. Yeah, which is funny. Um, I haven't seen. But them. you can't get the seal. It's too late, guys. Uh. So, <laughs> which for some people that's, I, I don't, did I get the seal? I don't remember. Uh, I think I did. But it's it's a whole thing of the same formula of what they've been doing of kind of using the same locations again from different planets and revitalizing them or putting something new into it, which we saw, I think the coolest one in the past was the uh, season of the Risen, I want to say. Where it's Savathun's cool, like, Lucent Cosmodrome and Lucent EDZ and stuff like that. Or not Cosmodrome, but it was at least Lucent EDZ. Uh, and it looked really cool the way they changed it up. And Cosmodrome, yeah, no, you're It right. was, okay, yeah. So, they, you know, they changed, like, the design of it. And it wasn't, like, that much of a difference. But it was enough that at least it looked cool. And it wasn't, like, earlier seasons where you're just like, go here again. What are you doing? I'll just stand in this circle and the shit will work yeah. out on its own or something. But... Uh, for this one, you're exploring the different bunkers, and I had a good time with them. And the only thing, I guess, you're more of already knowing what you have to do of getting seals to doing the triumphs of, hey, don't die and make sure you do this thing and that thing that you do every season at this point. Uh, did you guys feel any, uh, I guess, like any feeling of being repetitive at this point? Or was it still as entertaining as the previous seasons? if not more or less. Eh, I mean, it's hard for me uh, to say because I, at this point, mostly play on weekends. So I don't 
play that i haven't been able to play the activities enough for it to get repetitive for me mm. so uh, i'll leave it mostly to you guys i guess uh i mean for me i would basically say plunder was a low point the previous season plunders activities the exhibitions expeditions the treasure hauler stuff just too much triumphs were very terribly scaled in my opinion the fact that it was 250 ever for i think the champion kills and then they knocked some of the stuff down so much in the triumphs just due to yeah. feedback uh that was a low point so this season season of the seraph felt refreshing in comparison when it came to triumphs and repetitive because it's like you didn't have the same battleground every week and yeah you did have to do the battlegrounds a decent amount but they felt it was also the first time they put the um, level modification in there. So it was minus five. So you got the little mm. metal, I think it was called. Um, so I actually feel like I had to pay attention. It wasn't just literally mindless, like I can shoot anything and not die kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had to pay attention a little more, kind of felt a little more into it. And then we had some good weapons that we were messing around with at that point. For what it, whatever the combination was, it did not feel nearly as like grating. I mean, yeah, if you run anything a thousand times, you're going to get bored. But... I will say this one survived much longer due to the variety and also I think just due to the challenge where you had to be awake. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Honestly, I think out of the four, in terms of the activities you're doing, it was probably the best of the four we got for the year. Uh, second being Risen, third being Plunder, and fourth being Haunted just because I was just so... If I had to do that public event in oh. the Leviathan one more time, I was going to... I was like, I can't, it, it stopped me from getting all the, um, uh, what do you call it? All the red borders for sure. I, I just never finished. Yeah. Uh, same with actually this season too, just because you don't have the extended length you'd normally have with the other seasons. So you're kind of like, if you're not fully on it every single week, you're scrambling to get as many of the red borders as you can. And having the Aikilos weapons added on, on top of that didn't make it easier to the point where I think personally, I only got one Aikilos weapon. It was like the shotgun fully finished and I unlocked the SMG. I actually didn't get the other two, but that's because like other games were happening too. And it was hard to like balance everything. But yeah, uh, I think given the game. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was my only issue with it was just time. Uh, if it's going to be one where you have to unlock a lot more stuff, then you should be given more time for it. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, like, it always depends what the year is like. Cause yeah, that first season for the year is going to be great for you. Cause you have pretty much the entire year to get everything you want in it versus every single following season is three months less, less than the previous. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's my final. Yeah. Final season. No, let's go ahead. I was just going to say uh, my, my grip with that is, which I guess is an ongoing gripe is only that, Instead of the way they kind of do it, where it's sunset that entire year's worth of seasonal activities, instead, each activity gets a year, or each season gets a year of, like, you can get it all done, and then you pretty much just keep subbing it out for the, the next oncoming one. Once that year is up, that one goes, and the next one comes in, uh, but I know, like, I guess they clean it every year and just go, okay, now we can re refill it yep. and whatnot, but yeah, it gets just... A little difficult in terms of which season you're getting more money's worth for than the other. Um, yeah, it's a balance for them for the number of, like, they always want to have new weapons in the game, which is intriguing for a lot of people. But as you said, on the other side, if you're trying to get patterns and you've only got three months versus the other ones that take you all year long to, you know, occasionally get one here or there, 
Yeah. Now they did do a decent thing towards the end. I think it was the last two or three weeks where literally every day. Yeah, every day you could, you get, could get a red border. So you could get a lot of things knocked out. Like if you've been lazy on like one or two on the other ones, you could knock them out pretty quick. But if you could, if you had the time, and again, it's time, but if you had the time to put in like a couple battlegrounds a day, you could probably grind out a lot of them. So that was better. But I do feel like that kind of stuff. That opens a bigger can of worms of a discussion of just, like, yeah. loot and timing and time gating and all that stuff. But, yeah, I agree. The, it's like when you get to, you know, instead of two weeks left in the season, make it, three, make it a month. Like, the people who have gone hard already have that stuff. Yeah. So then if you're a little nicer to the ones like, hey, I get to play, as you said, James, like, hey, I get to play on the weekends. Well, Saturday and Sunday, you can get a red bar on both days. Ooh, no big deal. No red board. That'd be super smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Just opening up the ability to do stuff instead of on a weekly basis for Red Border specifically. Because, like, raid loot, I get. Like, it's in-game. That's every single raiding game possible. It's going to be kind of on a weekly reset basis. But, like, Red Borders and stuff, especially if they're time-gated, and especially in the final. Like, right now, yeah, we're going to have all year. But that final, season 23, yeah, make sure those have plenty of time. I agree. Definitely. Uh, otherwise, like I said, the activities, I think, were really fun. I like the variety, especially... You know, another opportunity to kill the, um, what was it, the Haunted Forest uh, Hive Knight with the battle axe that chases you. Oh, yeah. And that one, that, like, an example of, like, more, yeah, having to think for a boss fight because they, they just throw a massive amount of enemies at you and go, all right, survive if you wanted to do that flawless run for the triumph. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you're just running around, yeah, floundering everywhere. Yeah, smarter on those. Yeah. Uh, if you have teammates maybe that don't care about dying as much and you're just like, you know what, I'll just let you, uh, I'll run around here and you could die and I'll pick you up later or I'll be a, a void hunter and just do my stealth when I need to. But uh, otherwise, the exotic quest was very interesting considering what you're getting in it, which was a very unique exotic weapon, but it was Operation Seraph Shield. Yep. And you're going through what I... Got con I got so confused playing this because I didn't. I was trying to figure out where the hell I was during it. I wasn't. I guess I don't know if I was paying full attention or not. But I'm like, are we? Are we in Deepstone Crypt? Like, what's what's happening right now? Am I jumping through space at this moment? And I will say my first experience was very bad, but that's because I didn't. Something happened where we glitched through the floor in space, oh. so. We got really confused and we're like, where do we go from here? And I'm like, why does the floor look so weird? Why is it above us? And we're trying to figure it out. And it's like, dude, you're not in the you're not in the mission anymore. You're just falling in space at a <laughs> That's certain point. Yeah. yeah, so we didn't understand what was happening. But eventually, like, you know, after that we got a fresh run in and made everything made sense after. But it was really cool having uh, I guess in the beginning Aramis is kinda like, Hey, I was up here already too doing my thing and uh you is because operation surf shield's the one where you surrender right you do like the yep. false flag yeah right yeah that's the one so it has a lot of fun from like little puzzles that you're doing to just galloping around in space like you did for the deep stone raid and eventually uh you get to a boss and everything else and you get your new exotic pulse rifle of revision zero which is a pretty customizable exotic that I was not expecting to have because it gives you, what is it, like four different catalysts by the end of it? 
Yeah, I also like that each one that you turn on actually adds a thing to the gun. Like, yes. It, visually. Because uh, eventually they make you go through and you're like, oh, here, go further revision zero. Like, once you get it and you're getting the catalyst, there's four, is it like four intrinsic traits? And by the time you get to Those four, are like that's stat like... buffs, basically. Right? Yeah. And by the time you get the four, that's when you see that, like the full attachment version and your ornaments are basically how many attachments you want for it. Uh, otherwise, then you're choosing uh, four different catalysts for how you want the loadout to be. I forget which one I ended up choosing. I could probably pull it up and see uh, which one I ended up uh, getting. But uh, I have a funny glitch where my catalyst, you know, like the, there's the catalyst triumph for all the catalysts next to like all the pattern unlocks in your collections uh for some reason mine didn't pop when i got like the full thing and i tried to look up how to like get it and everyone's like oh just craft a new one and put it in fresh and that should work and it was like nope so i just it's just sitting there unclaimed for some reason i'm like okay mm -hmm. whatever but uh did you guys enjoy that exotic quest and everything that was in it i know there's like another portion which is some I collectibles cool. i mean I am a huge fan of like the Metroidvania series, like genre. So just, I like every time Destiny does that thing where they give you like new abilities to find like secrets and stuff in whatever the exotic mission is for that season. Mm -hmm. So getting the ability to like run through lasers so they don't kill you, so you can go through hallways that were protected by lasers before, or like you could open security doors and stuff. Like I thought that was really fun. So the Shattered Realm was one of your favorite places. I actually did think that was really cool. <laughs> I love that seasonal activity as they rotated through the three. More opened up each week that you could do. Yeah. That's seasonal lost. That activity specifically is still yeah. one of my favorites. Giving me sure. like a place to explore and things to find will absolutely do it for me. Nice. Um, for me on the exotic mission, it was it was really cool. I had never burned out. I never did Deep Snow Crypt that much. So it had been a long time since I'd played the raid in the first place. And honestly, it's like an introduction to Deep Stone Crypt. So I'm glad they are bringing it back because it's like baby's first Deep Stone. Like it introduces the mechanics, kind of takes you through how to do it. So you're like, oh, when you go into the raid, I understand how these things work. Now that should, I mean, it, I'm glad it will be coming back. I think it's next season for the Exotic Rotator or 22. I forget which. Um, so I'm glad it will be coming back. But like, you know. For an exotic mission, you've got mechanics. If people had just, like, you know, grinded enough to get all the deep stone weapons, they probably didn't get as much out of it or have as much fun. I enjoyed the balance of it. Um, I also enjoyed the secrets, as you said, that we got. The final secret in the bottom, which I really enjoyed because I have three three of them. Um, but overall, I just enjoyed the mission. I think it was, like, again, it was set up with a nice challenge as well. Again, with, like, metal and then legend and... I think the difficulty was pretty good. It was a little rough at times, but overall, I thought it was a cool mission. Um, compared to, I'm trying to think of the last one, which I didn't like as much. What was the other exotic last year? Uh, before that, it was the, for Plunder, what was the Plunder one? Was, uh, was it Plunder or was it? Was it that weird uh, fusion rifle? No, that was the seasonal. Wait, delicate tomb. That you was. No, that was the seasonal. No, one. yeah, that was. I'm like blanking There's now. Two exotic um, missions. Because there was the one that's uh, on Mars. 
that's like a time the one with the time oh, limit yeah yeah, yeah. that was the one with risen yeah i didn't that was the one i didn't like no. okay so this is like miles beyond that one i mean whisper zero hour those are still some of my tops oh yeah those were oh my gosh um, so oh, yeah. but i would say this one and then um presage were presage was very good this was probably the closest to presage i think we'd had in a while yeah i did Pre not in i did not like the um vox obscura that's the word that's for. yeah that's yeah Absolutely. Didn't enjoy that one as much. Harbinger was okay. Um, and then Avalon, I'm working on my legend run right now for like a solo legend. But the way things are in the game right now, that's a whole different discussion. But uh, yeah, I mean, for Exotics, it was a very refreshingly fun mission. Good rewards. Um, I don't know if I love the mechanic of having to play legend four times to get all the exotics. Yeah. Not everybody wants to do that. And that's one of those... For me, like you could go through the quest and kind of save up multiple to do at once, but it's not clear that that, that it's that way because I kept putting out questions on Twitter and YouTube. I'm like, is this a thing? A lot of people said it was. So you could get them all later on, but like stocking them up or having to run it four times. Like some people just want to run the normal, and if they're trying to run Legend for the average, that's a bit rough four to times have to run it four times. Yeah. That's that's where I'm not entirely sure where I love that kind of mechanic. Like running it on normal, running it just like four times for some people is like already a lot. So I like the idea of the gun having the variety to it. That was great. I don't mind that at all. But the way you go about getting it, I wish there was, it was different than just like go through the mission again and go through the mission. Like that. And I know it's kind of a hard thing game mechanic building wise, but that's, that was where I definitely could see some people like, okay, I've done this like this fourth time. I get it. <laughs> that kind of thing. So. I think we but talked about it. I enjoyed. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah. when I was on your show, I remember, I think it was in the middle of it, because you were asking, like, oh, yeah. did you guys do it? And we're all, like, half of us were like, no. <laughs> we're, we're, oh, we're, like, I behind I on it. I jumped in and did it solo, like, the first day, so I always do that. I think, I think Cock was the other one that was just like, yeah, I didn't do it either yet. But, like, yeah. uh, I saved it, and I waited, because I just forgot. I, I just, like, that season, I was losing track of time for certain things, so... When I finally Smart. did it, I was able to knock all four out in one run, which was really cool. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I was like thinking back. I'm like, wait, did I do four legend runs for it? And I'm like, no, I think I just did like <laughs> one or two or something. But uh, yeah, you get through that. And then, uh, you know, you have the secret portal that gets you a dog, which was interesting. <laughs> and you have that dog for like, depending on, I guess, how early you unlock it. You're like maybe six weeks if you're lucky or a month, yep. maybe. I think I had mine for two weeks and I was like, yeah, Good boy protocol. Oh. yeah, yeah, it was very brief. And I was like, I didn't get to really appreciate you, but okay. Man, uh, I think he's coming back later. I heard somewhere they said like, he'll be back in another season in the tower somewhere. Oh, that'll be cool. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, they, they already put a tree in for Kate. So that'll be nice to have something else like that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So season of the Seraph, good time. I think, like I said, I think it was probably the most interesting season of that year in terms of uh, at least like gameplay story-wise like some of them pretty well especially i like plunder at least story-wise but uh getting into lightfall which you know after that big old like cutscene you get from season of the seraph you're like oh my god guys we're in it now this is gonna be crazy yep and you know we have that first opening the witness just kind of comes through literally kills like everyone around him more just kind of with a flick of his wrist yeah it's just like what was it the titan and the ghost look at each other and they're just like hey dude we're like sliced like ham right now and they yeah. just explode so that was weird uh was that okay i i do have this question i don't know if you know the answer but what was that supposed to be the original fire team there or was that just like a random fire team 
I assume they were don't. random guardians. Some said random guardians. Some said the original fire team. I you could probably take it either way. I don't know if it's hmm. that big of a deal. Yeah, it was just like either side. Yeah, because it looks like just you know generic shell, generic titan armor. Uh. Okay, but yeah, you get into the campaign, and we have that whole like space faring adventure of let's chase them to Neomuna, and uh, you stow away on a ship along with Osiris, but. You get to Neomuna, you see all this stuff, you meet, you know, Rohan, a man of, a very interesting man with a lot of screen time, and uh, the Nimbus 2000, um, I I just love love saying Nimbus, he's on a broom, like, he's on a broom, it's, like, kind of hilarious. I mean, I know they were going for a Silver Surfer Yeah, it's like now that you say it, like, I'm never gonna not hear it. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, you get Nimbus, uh... And then a bunch of hologram people that are... I still don't really understand how Neomuna fully works. Yeah, I don't get bit. that VR thing. It's like, why Why are they all in, like, VR stasis if they just walk around the, like, empty city? Why? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it's a whole thing. But... Why is it connected to the veil? Why is everything in Neomuna connected to the veil? Before we but get... But they can't explain it. Like putting all your eggs in one basket, but... Yeah. <sighs> Before we get to the story, I guess, like, going through the campaign, the gameplay for it, the, the way the missions are, did we have a good time with it, or did, was it a, you know, I, I know asking that question is kind of like, a, I don't even know why I asked this question, I don't think anyone had a good time with it, but how, no, how does I, everyone feel? Like, one of my biggest campaign? problems, like, I can't really pick out any single mission in this story that was memorable, except for the last one, maybe, because each one felt very similar where it's just like go yeah. here pick up a strand like empowering thing for a minute not too long yeah play around with strand for a minute or two get tired lose it mission over and yeah. it just felt like they did that like four or five times until the end where it's like well now you don't get tired anymore you figured it out yeah which we'll talk all the story and characters after this but i think you know going through it it felt very weird because I'm like, why? Why does this? Why doesn't it feel right? And then at a certain point, I'm just like, dude, this is just a giant strand tutorial. And the uh-huh. last time we, there's only like one, I guess, expansion that's you could compare it to really in that version, which is Beyond Light. Right. And it's just because you get stasis, but they're completely different on how they approach it. Uh, Beyond Light, you just kind of get given stasis and it's not the full thing you're unlocking it like each week which isn't too bad but at least in terms of the fundamentals and the foundations of it you have it like it's yours you're good to go whereas with this one it is hey you want to use some strand all right taking it away all right you, you get it you get it later again but also make sure you keep swinging from these uh little orbs because that's very important yeah, for you i can't tell you how many times i died in the final fight with callus by just like flinging myself into a pit because i didn't have enough time to practice with the swinging mechanic to feel yeah. comfortable with it yeah that fight and yeah if they had just done that where uh, like what they did for stasis where they just give you the basics of the subclass at the beginning and just let you play with it i would have had plenty of time to practice but i just uh, i didn't find that final fight very fun no i mean um my co-host Travis reviewed it for IGN and he had definitely his opinions about the whole thing. But 
a lot of what he said is a lot of the play spaces were kind of unmemorable. It's like Neo Muna is pretty, but empty. Yeah. That, like that was how I felt about it earlier too. Yeah. It's like, it is a pretty, like a cool destination. The futuristic look, the architecture, like the neon, like I like the architecture and styling of it. And then you got Cal's ship off to the side and there are pieces that, but there's nothing in it. Not much, hardly at all. You got enemies roaming in a few places um, we figured out if Terminal Overload is on that destination, there is nothing until you start it, um, which is a technical <laughs> piece that we figured out recently in one of the TWABs. Mm, um, interesting. But a lot, of, a lot of the campaign, when you said memorable missions, the final one, yes, very actually cool mission because we're sitting there, Kyle's there putting some work in by herself with the Cabal. So you got the come tanks coming me. in, you've got like the, you know, the missile drops that come down on the tanks that you can line up, which were kind of new and unique. And then the one before it, which is where you run in a circle for an hour around that final room, <laughs> oh, which yeah. I know a lot of people don't like. So it's like un, it's like memorable, but didn't enjoy it. Headlong had it its own cool. hashtag, everybody, on Twitter. It was great. Yeah. Um, and But most things before that were like, you get stranded for like, here's a second, here's a tease. Here's a grenade, here's the tease. Here's this, here, no. I was like, you can save this one guy if you could just do your strand ability, but no, like, the whole campaign was, as you said, I mean, it's a strand tutorial. There's a mon, there's a Rocky montage in the thing. Oh my and god! Yeah, I forgot about that. Forgot about exactly. You forgot about it because that's that's one of those things. The one like, funny oh. part of that was when your Titan or when your uh, Guardian like unravels himself and the ghost just like, yeah, raise him back. Like, yep, here we go again. Uh, I mean, there were some like little funny moments in there, but. I mean, the fact that we have all that and we still can't use it until the campaign is completely done. We never get it fully. And then it's like when the, so it's like you're using a halfway subclass and you've got to build on the other side, but you have to use it. But yeah, as you said, Beyond Light's the only other time we had a subclass with Stasis. And yeah, it was like kind of incomplete, but it wasn't forced on us in certain places. You never got exhausted because you tried to use it. It wasn't here a minute, gone the next. Literally, sometimes it was about 60 seconds you had it. Yeah. And I will tell you, like, Jez, you know, the YouTube creator, like Jez, which I'm sure if you... Yeah. His, like, mockumentary, if you want to call it, of the campaign is hilarious. But I will tell you, the piece of the campaign that probably pissed me off more than anything else, besides running in a circle too many times... When they promote Lightfall, they're like, Strand is this new thing, and Guardians are going to be the first people ever to interact with it, and like, in to all these things. And if you guys are listening to this audio, I'm moving my hands around grandly because it's fun that way. <laughs> and then as soon as I saw a Cabal with a green shield, I lost it. I just oh, lost right. my shit. Because I was like, I we're really supposed to be the first people to touch and interact with Strand and try and learn and understand this stuff. And there's a Cabal over there with a green shield. And I was like, what are you doing to me? That should never be there. There's no reason he should have a green shield. Just no. And that that just already threw me off from the beginning. So yep. I know that's the smallest little nuance. But when they sell it that way in the beginning, they did not live up to it in the end. So no, yeah. the big strand tutorial, eight mission campaign, or strand tutorial, and then two cool... Like the first mission with Osiris on the ship, kind of cool. You land, you go through, you see it. Whole bunch of filler stuff in the middle, and then the Keitel stuff. Like... Unfortunately, I mean, Travis gave it a six and it's hard to argue. It's like, it's fine, but it is after Witch Queen. And that's the thing too. Some people, cause Twitter just exploded for Travis. Cause he's like, oh, it's like, had it working at a six. And it's like, but you gave Shadowkeep like a seven point something. And he's like, well, it's all relative. What is it coming from? So it's like Forsaken was good. Shadowkeep was okay. 
Witch Queen was the best campaign they have ever done in Destiny, and then we get this afterwards. So yeah, very big relative drop there. expansions. It was really amazing, cool storytelling, moments with Savathun that hit on the cliff like nothing, nothing compared to that. Like the cliff yeah. moment, the cinematic, zero got close. Because I mean, as you mentioned, which we'll get to the characters, but you know, the last season also didn't help either. That was the pro- that's the it hyped everything was, up way too much. Right. I had a really good season, cool story with the Rasputin, story teams like really working, all sil- firing on all cylinders, and then I get this after you go expansion and Seraph. I know not everything in the middle is good, but expansion and then Seraph. Good season, good expansion, blah. Yes, it it they was had a it. disappointment. Yeah, they had it and they dropped it. And it's weird because I think the biggest thing... I've, okay, when I was playing this, when I was running through the campaign, I've only done one campaign so far, one legend run. I was doing it on my hunter, and I still haven't gone back. Like my, I like skipped through my warlock and titan to like, I forget what I was doing. I was like claiming something, and I was like, I don't want to do this right now. Uh, but I pretty much felt so weird about it. I'm like, am I crazy? Is this bad? Like, I can't be crazy, right? Other people have to be feeling their like the same way. And then I see Bife on Twitter. For those that oh, don't know, yeah. my name is Bife. Is like lore master of Destiny, mm-hmm. and he rips them a new one. And I'm like, okay, yeah. it's not just me. Okay, Within cool. A day, he put up a video that was like, uh, I apologize. First hour. Well, no, it was like first twenty four hours with with Lightfall. It's rough, and I was like, oh no, I just started. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. The next day or like a couple days after, he straight up apologized. He's like, sorry, Bungie, I didn't mean to do that. Um, but I mean, he went hard, but I mean, he was in his feels and it's fair because yeah. he just articulated it better than most of us and went pretty hard on it. Yeah, that was yeah very intricate. Yeah, like story wise, I thought I literally missed something in the last season or something when they kept talking about the veil, like we're supposed to know what it is. And then when Bife, like lore daddy of des- of the Destiny community. Absolutely is yeah. uh is like i have no idea what the veil is i that's when i was like oh they fucked up so like how how is the most important like MacGuffin of the, the whole yeah. campaign and, just not explained and we'll, we'll get to it in a sec in, in a little bit but uh i guess for the still like the missions themselves i think for me it was way, way, way too much designed around learning Strand, but also still yeah. not getting to explore it. And uh, I think it was like at a certain point when combat felt second to just, hey, try to swing from that orb to that orb. All right, do it again. All right, now do there it. But also moment. one Vex is shooting at you or something. And I'm like, dude, what? Like, what is this? Why Why are you making me do this to... Yeah, wasn't there a moment in one of the campaign missions where you literally pick up strand abilities to do to get across one gap and then they're gone? Yeah. That, like, when that, that happened, that I was like... That pretty much happens at a certain kidding? point. Because uh, the whole thing is you're expecting, based on the trailers, you're, like, swing a bunch like Spider-Man. And that's what you're expecting. And you get in and it's like, swing... All right, you gotta wait for it to reload. And I'm like, wait, oh wait, is this the grenade? Unless yeah, dude, this is the, the grenade. Points, so. Yeah, you get like there's eventually it's like, oh, now you can do two. And then you're like, oh, okay. Like eventually, once you unlock everything, you can make it so that will refill a lot faster and it'll be uh better for you. But uh they pretty much make it so where it doesn't get used up specifically when there's already predetermined strand orbs 
floating around and that pretty much is like a free swing for you like you don't have to use up your grenade energy when you're using those and jumping up on those at all which was nice but at the same time still very forced and they'd put you into different scenarios where it's like oh hey here's the tormentors which we'll talk about uh after this but um here's like a small room with it here use strand here's the tormentor have fun and you're like wait I don't like this at all. Like this, yeah. this isn't fun. It's just like a, forced in a small box. And I do remember actually, I'll say I'll, I'll mention Travis once, but like his uh, critique of like Grandmaster Nightfalls is just, hey, you just piped everything up to like a, an intense difficulty without actually like really making the level itself or anything else different. Like you just kind of put everything on one thousand, and that was it. Uh, yep. That's how it felt in some of these situations where. They just go, here's you in a little box, figure it out, have fun, bye. And I was getting annoyed going through it, but it wasn't too bad until you get to headlong. And once I got to headlong, that was where it was like the, you're turning into the, like, I guess the Hulk at a certain point, you're just getting pissed off. And I'm like, controller, go out window. And it's like, I'm just like <laughs> losing my mind. And they also, cause they kind of screw with you with it like they kind of make you die because they're like hey do you see all those orbs up there you know you want to swing around there's platforms there's hobgoblins up there you want to knock them out while also like trying to take out like the main vex and avoid the uh ever chasing uh red shield thing and i'm doing it all the time and maybe i'll swing like across diagonally or something but you know you get sniped you get killed immediately in the air and someone brings it up to me and like, dude, don't you remember? You suck in the air. Like when you're in the air, you're that's when you're going to like lose the most health. And they're like, why don't you just try it without jumping at all? And I'm like, dude, that's stupid. Why would you do that? And I go in and I do it one try. I stay on the ground the entire time without going in the air at all. I don't even use my super really, I think, except on like the uh, the wyvern that pops out there. But uh, everything else, I just kill the giant thing on the the, the giant uh, vex on the ground with like my uh, galahorn, and I'm like, fucking kidding me. <laughs> that was mm -hmm. I think at least over twenty attempts, just like swinging around trying to figure it out, and it turned out, yeah, just stay grounded and you're fine. And I ended up like doing the they I think for a seasonal challenge or something, they make you do a certain time that you have to get, or it's either that or the guardian rank now, one of the two. Uh, it says, like, do it within this time frame. There's, like, triumphs of, like, do it in one minute, do it in two minutes, and et cetera. And I think I got it up to the second best triumph time or something. And that was just instantly ran in one attempt afterwards. And it turns out this camp, this uh, mission was entirely easy, even on Legend, the whole time. It was just specifically, hey, just don't jump. That's it. I don't know if you guys had that issue, if it was like 20 attempts fewer or not, but that was like... I mean, I probably had a couple in there. Mine was more just... The the weirdest moment I had was with Travis when I ran it trying to finish it before the podcast that we were doing. I ran in with him, and there, we had a weird desync issue or something where he was getting killed opposite the barrier. It was like we were he was seeing what wasn't there, and he was getting killed. He's like, all right, I just lost all my health for no reason. And he was like nowhere near the barrier, nowhere near any enemies... So we had a weird desync issue like that. Mine was more just tedium because if you ran out of ammo and it never... That's one thing they started to do is like they just spawned guys nonstop. There's no yep. point where you feel like you can catch up. And it got to the point in the end 
Uh, I barely think I finished it when I did finish it because there was the the guys were just starting to pile up. Like there was a lot of them, and I was looping the room like with the shield. But there was a lot of guys in the front, and you're running out of ammo. You're barely trying to get what you can. I didn't I didn't love it. I'll say that. <laughs> so I know there's like the time thing you can do for that piece of it, but no, I did not love the way that felt when you were kind of stuck with the abilities you have. And there were certain places, you know, there were the snipers up top, and I was like it. There, there are moments where it's probably okay if I practiced it and stuff like that, but in the moment, I didn't like it. Okay. What about you, James? Did you have fun with that? I don't know. It's just like... I want to say my overall feeling of this campaign compared to The Witch Queen is just like, The Witch Queen, I understood the point of each mission. Like, they were very clear, like, what you were doing... Yep why you you were doing it and it even on legend uh, legendary uh, difficulty it was like challenging but fun and i never really got that feeling while playing the light uh, lightfall campaign like you kind of yeah we mentioned that the final mission was memorable at least but i just the fact that each mission was just practice with strand for the most part and you don't get to make your own um like customize your subclass or anything to try to make it work better for you or or anything and just like so many times i literally was just like wait what what are we doing and why why are we here again and i was just confused the whole time then it just kind of ends at the end and you're just like oh that's it uh okay yeah yeah i don't know if you want to cover it but the revelation when you see on reddit or twitter it's like you know that cutscene of when like um the blast doors on the helm close and then open between the start and the end of the campaign. Or if you take out all eight missions that we just did. Yeah. <laughs> same thing still happens. Mm-hmm. So we're sent off to go do kind of pointless nothing outside of basically putting a ghost in the right place. So the witness could use our ghost yeah. to access the veil anyway. No, I mean, I'm with you. It's like the memorable nature of this campaign is not really there. I'm, three more missions to do on my hunter and I won't have to play it again. Um, the weekly replays are a thing. The one this week is literally broken actually, but, um, fun. No, we'll oh. break Nick. You can, you can get a God mode glitch. Like oh. you can do, you can do master and not take any, like if you can get to a certain point, you can have invincibility for the rest of the mission, do it on master huh. and you can, so, you can literally solo flawless like it for your triumph if you want to. What? Um, honestly, yeah, I have a video about it and apparently the video was put out at the right moment. Cause YouTube was like, here, you're going to get a lot of views on this one. <laughs> nice. Um, I will say no, one of your like, guides helped me. I forget. It was like sometime during last season or something. I was just like following a guy and I'm like, Yo, this voice sounds so familiar. And I look at it and I'm like, Oh shit. It's you. It's like, I know <laughs> that one. Yeah. Like, um even yeah the, it's oh, sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead uh, uh, even at the get-go from like the the season uh, the mission the campaign started with like a really cool cutscene of like the traveler shoots a super laser that just like eviscerates exactly, yeah like one of the uh, pyramids and just like bur- burns a hole through the traveler's pyramid and the traveler, sorry, the, the, uh, the witness, witness. Is, the, and the witness is just, just like, makes it here's plants yeah, the witness is just like hi I'm, I'm gonna come over there and yeah. get a like, vision no, from for, you. Thanks for opening the door. Yeah, yeah, and you're just like, whoa, this is some of the most insane 
most important stuff that's ever happened in all of Destiny so far. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah, and then you just like peace out to Neptune, and I was like, well, Neptune is a cool looking place, but it really feels like it felt like the entire campaign was a side mission. You don't get yeah, it, dude. We had Neon. It's a side quest, yeah. Ne- we have yeah. Neon now. It doesn't matter. Neon's all that matters yeah. now, right? Yeah. Ne- neon yeah. everything. I mean, the Lightfall campaign was... I mean, yeah. It's like, we know Lightfall... We know... Not Lightfall, which is what this used to be. We know Final Shape is coming. Yeah. Uh, and all I can say is I am hoping that Witch Queen was good and they needed more time to do Final Shape well. So the same way that Rise of Iron didn't exist until it had to because they needed more time to put out Destiny 2, that this was the same situation. That they pushed off Final Shape, shoved Lightfall in there, and didn't have as much time to make it, so they, you know, why are all the NPCs nothing? Because they don't have to make them that way, and it's easier to explain with just little, you know, Matrix people sitting yeah, they're around. They're VR people. Yeah, yeah, VR people they're there, but all not those there. things. Yeah. Why yeah. is it all about strand and the veil and we don't know anything because again it's filler and that's again it's like that's that's my hope because i've seen the story team do really really well yeah we've seen it like i mean since chosen was literally the point where they took a fork in the road and chose like the season of the chosen i think that's what it was called when we get met keitel yeah we met keitel i was like okay you guys this is cool and then like it's been solid a lot of the time even um Season the Haunted? Is that what it was? Gameplay-wise sucked. Story-wise is very interesting. With yeah, the story for the last, yeah. like... Yeah, the story, like, the up-and-down roller coaster of, like, oh, my God, reconciliation. Oh, my God, reconciliation. Like, we got a big emotional backstory. Yeah, everybody hated the public. Dude, Zavala's backstory. Yeah, like, he had a family yeah. and a kid. Exactly. Having Crow and Aldrin together was probably my favorite part, personally. But, yeah, you get all this. Yeah. Um, It's funny looking back, like, looking to when they announced Beyond Light. They gave us, like, this is the start of the end. It's the trilogy. And they showed Beyond Light, The Witch Queen, Lightfall. Lightfall, black. Totally different logo. Completely different. And you're like, holy shit, this is it. And then when Witch Queen is coming. it comes back and it looks like the Lightyear font. Well, that's the funny thing. When they come with Witch Queen, they go, hey, (laughs) we changed it. Lightyear to the rescue. (laughs) They're just like, (laughs) here's the new trilogy. And you're just like, new trilogy? Wait, I thought this is, isn't, are we midway through? No, no, no. We're starting. It's a quadrilogy. We needed more time, so then, yeah, we get like the complete change. Where I think the Beyond Light ver, like the Beyond Light era version of Lightfall, became Final Shape, and then yeah, we get Neon Lightfall, which yeah, as you said, just pops in there, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's how we're doing this. And I think they also did that for the fact that they delayed all the subclasses after Beyond Light. They were like, hey, you're going to get yeah. one each time. And then they went, hey, 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 never mind. Actually, we're just going to give you, like, over each season, you're going to get, like, um, Void 3.0, Arc 3.0, Solar 3.0, and whatnot from, like, Witch Which Queen liked. onward. Yeah. I, I liked the way you were. I mean, it was cool doing this. it, but you could see they were like, hey, Strain we're going to... supposed to be with Witch Queen. Yeah. 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 I and can really see that. You There's could... honestly a few little, like, uh somebody's got a video that i've watched where it was like uh body text and like little tool like tool tip pop-ups that mentioned something that's like that word doesn't belong there kind of should have been related to strand and witch queen it was like oh, i can't remember because hmm. like deep sites related to memory and like 
then you're looking at Strand and all of these things. It's like, they're way too close. There's a few videos out there that I've watched from other creators, and I can't remember who they are. But yeah, the, the ties from Witch Queen and Strand are... That's why this, I think, feels off, too. Yeah. Is because it didn't launch when it was ready to, when they were able to get it in there. Hence where they went with the Arc, Solar, and Void 3.0, which was... I'm enjoying those. But again, like the story didn't line up, and I think that's why the disconnect is there. Granted... That's another reason why I have hopes for Final Shape is because Beyond Light, not the best campaign, had some stasis around it. But again, like the Elsie stuff on the side was almost better, um, but still was Music reasonable. was great too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Witch Queen did not just literally story focused, 100% tunnel vision on the story, which was great. Then we got this one. We're like, okay, we're trying to like finagle a subclass in there, and this is now a filler. So it had two things working against it. Had a subclass that shouldn't have been there, and it was an expansion in theory. Again, this is all speculation, so you can take it with a giant grain of salt. Also, the, the actual expansion in theory shouldn't have been there. Yeah. So you have two pieces working against it to make it feel that bad, which is where I'm hoping Final Shape not having to deal with any of this stuff possibly could be one of the best. That's where my hopes lie at this point. After this one and then seeing Witch Queen and then all the rumors coming together, it feels like Final Shape is what they want to do well, and this just had to happen. And this is what they were able to deliver. Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, we'll never get the backstory, or Jason Schreier will give it to us 20 years later, but for now, <laughs> this is what we got. <laughs> just like, hey guys, I have my investigative reporting. The truth um, of Bungie. You remember Destiny 2 when that weird thing came out? Well, I talked to these people and they finally divulged the secrets because NDAs are done. So, got the stuff. But yeah. um, there, there'll be more, I feel like, prediction stuff, especially with Season of the Deep that we'll talk about uh, at the Man, end of I'm part two. Uh, but I guess the last gameplay thing I wanted to talk about was, yeah, the, the final boss mission. Uh, with it being like, it, it's a weird, like, jewel in a pile of shit kind of thing where everything Wait, around are you sure which part of this uh for the final mission callus or the mission i want to say callus like you call his fight a jewel you liked it i liked it in this okay i know i'm crazy for this i liked okay. it for we're, this... we're gonna have some diverting opinions it sounds okay. like here, no, so yeah, a little bit first. a little bit Go everything ahead. else said build us light. up so we can knock it down i mean like the whole mission i liked a lot i like the whole Hey, we're finally seeing NPCs fighting good, yes. and you're getting all that and it's really cool. Uh, and then you get to Kallus himself and here's where it differed for me only because I didn't choose to take what they tried to force on you. Strand? I did not uh, take the strand. I yeah. went void. And so when the fight happens, I'm like, I, I re the realization happened. I'm like, wait, you don't have to take it. And when that happened, and it's like, well, don't you want to take Strand? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> Get that shit away from me. Yeah, and I, I feel just like went, that would have made it a lot easier. And I just went, yeah, dude, Void 3.0. I'm a solo hunter in a high difficulty. This is literally what this yeah. class is meant for. So I went in, had my invis dodge, invis grenades. I'm ready to go. If anything happens, I know what I need to do. And it was trial and error. Definitely not as many times as it took for headlong. It was just like I die a few times, but I figured it out. And I do what you, I guess what strand players have been doing where, you know, it's basically forcing you to swing around the whole platform around Callus. For me, I would just kind of stop, go somewhere invis, and then start shooting up a, a platform and then move on to the next one. And I'd keep going, uh, damaging Callus when I could. Uh, 
I think this is the first one where I took a recommended loadout from someone. Whereas like the first half of the campaign, I went in, just kept going with whatever it gave me that was higher powered. I didn't give a shit until yeah. it was finally forcing me to go like, hey, you should probably try now. And I'm like, okay, fine. Give me the, give me Galhorn and some other stuff and I'll go in. And then once I got to uh, Kalos, I switched up to like uh, commemorative machine gun and uh, some other stuff. I want to say um, Wither Horde. And I yep. forget what middle weapon I used, but... Easy I, mode was Osteostrega. guy. I figured that out later. I think I may have used Gnawing Hunger. No, I, I think I did switch to... No, I did use Striga. It was either Striga or Wither Horde. It was, no, I used Funnel Web. That's what I used was Funnel Web. Mm. And uh, I went through and I'm just like blowing through it and i'm like okay this makes a lot more sense and they're like hey use the there's mods now use heavy finder special finder like that's gonna make things pop up so much so you don't even care about ammo anymore and i'm like oh wait you're right so like we got all the mods ready and i just blew through it and was able to get it done so with the use of void and anytime i was in a really big pickle i just invis and collect myself and then get back into wherever I needed to go. So that's why I had a good time with it. I didn't force myself to go crazy with the strand for it personally. I don't know if it's like different. I haven't tried the like legend version of this yet for like the weekly story yet. So I don't know I've how that. I've only done it on legendary. I haven't done. Yeah. Like the, the champion one. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I have no idea what it's like with like other players. Like I never, I haven't like done like a, a yeah. multiplayer story in a long time. So it's like, we'll so see how it goes. I played the entire campaign uh, co-op with my brother. And when we got to that Kalos fight, we were not having a good time. Because we both took oh, strand. scaling is. Yeah. And yeah, like enemies were just difficult enough. And like the amount of times that either one of us like flung ourselves into the in one of the pits because the entire arena is a pit basically like that that was frustrating and it just like it felt like there were one or two too many things to that they threw at you to keep track of so the way the arena set up there's like three platforms around the place and there's like connecting yeah. uh, catwalks like in an arc between them and like so there's just the basic enemies that you got to clear to have a safe platform and that's not that hard but then like if you stay in one place for too long somehow they do an orbital strike on you all the yep. way underground i which yeah. doesn't even make sense but so i know about that one that was which weird. like yeah. so okay like that that's one mechanic to force you to rotate fine okay but then Callus is still fighting you and he's firing rockets at you that you got to keep track of. And eventually he gets an overshield that if you don't deal damage to him every so often, it just keeps regenerating, which just extends the length of the fight. Yep. And then eventually a tormentor shows up and that's, and that's when it was like, okay, that's, that's one too many things. Like it's, it's yep. this is just frustrating. So we eventually got through it. And then there's a phase two. <laughs> Yep. And we were like, there's more. That part was what? actually 20 times easier for me, but yeah. Yeah, like once we got to that, it's like that's that is a lot lot yeah, easier. That went fast, yeah. But yeah, somehow the second time we fought him in in the second phase, we got we killed him before the tormentor even showed up. And we were just like, "Oh. Nice. Shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that yeah, wasn't that bad." Him pretty quick. Yeah, mm. he just for me, I just kept run, turning around with her and then just keep running. 
and I'd hear him like close and I'm just like, keep going, keep going, jump over thing. Like anything to put myself one yeah. thing between myself and him. But that that's why I, I don't know if I know. I, I know it sucked for Strand, but yeah, let me know how it was for you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, for me, leading up to it was cool. Uh, fighting alongside Kaido, like really backing yourselves up, you know, blowing the hole, going down in. And then it kind of gets to the point where you're like, all right, cool, this is the veil. What the, what am I looking at? I look yeah. like I'm looking in a kaleidoscope. That is all I can tell. It's and pretty. And you're like, all right, no. Yeah, it's like, it's pretty. No idea what the hell it is. And then later on you get to look and you're like, all right, that's the other side of it. Until they put the thing out on Twitter, we actually could see the concept art for the veil, the jellyfish looking thing that we actually saw. You're like, okay, at least I know what it looks like. I can kind of, you know, put in together in my mind what was sitting in the room. But when you're looking at it, you're like, okay, no idea what the hell that is. So you have that part, and then you get down in there, and I didn't... I know Travis really hated the fight, because honestly, it was like... And I probably don't hate it as much as him, um, so I'm somewhere in between. I did take Strand, but I was using the grapple punch a lot to basically clear the platforms out. Mm. So as I would grapple punch to the platform, I'd like that little blast would usually clear most of the guys. I could get a couple shots in. Um, but yeah, it's the overshield that got to be annoying because, yeah, people were just using Osteostriga and having the poison tick and then move around and keep that on him and just be able to move around. I heard about that and I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wither Horde would be another way to kind of keep continual damage on him because, and that's why I've been trying to actually go through the campaign with my hunter, my third time through this thing on just legendary for just the campaign, not the like weekly mission with champions, just the legendary playthrough, because I want to see what it's like with like no exotics, with just whatever I find when I go through to see how terrible this is going to be in the end fight, because I know I went in there with a pretty optimal, like my retrofit escapade did not leave my side. Same thing. You were using commemoration, like same thing. It's a void machine gun. Yeah. You had the artifact mod where you can get heavy ammo by getting void kills. Maybe you don't have one of those when you're going through this for the first time. So a new player is like, Oh, I have a solar machine gun. Cool. Well, you don't get the heavy ammo from that, which is a whole different, like I'm going to have a small aside here just because I am getting really tired of the fact that ammo is like half of your build. Ammo should not be half of your build. Yeah. I have scavenger mods on my boots. I have ammo finders on my helm. I have reserves that I never put on my chest anymore. Cause usually there's something else there for damage resilience. Then now on the artifact, like there's a benefit to get ammo dropping. I'm like, just make ammo drop as it should. And let me build into other things besides ammo. Because right now, like, that's four different things. Chest, boots, helm, and artifact. Mods used just to try and manage ammo. Yep. That never... It continues to not sit well. Because I do a lot of things solo. So if I run out, it feels so much worse. For example, when I'm trying to solo Spire the Watcher. And I'm just doing loops oh, of waiting on ammo to drop on the top of that thing. Or the bottom part when you're fighting the big um, chicken, same principle. It's like, if I'm not in a good ammo situation, well, I just got to wait, kill ads, kind of dance back and forth. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like the thing that I should be waiting on. I get the mechanics. Totally got them. But I'm just waiting for ammo to drop because I'm going to do, I may as well not do a damage phase if I don't have heavy most of the time. I'm not going to do anything with like fusion rifle, maybe, but especially not against the chicken though. Snipers don't hit that hard. So you're always looking for heavy for some type of DPS. 
and especially if I'm going a Titan, well, then my bubble is usually less helpful for damage. But generally, still, you lean into heavy. And the fact that it's still, and some people like run double special. I'm like, that shouldn't be required. I get it. It can work, but it should not be required. So that's another one of those moments where I'm like, I am not looking forward to my hunter run through this because of, again, you said the tedious nature. Well, if I got to run around and try and stay alive, then I'm not doing damage and his shield's back up. Then if I plink a little bit of damage, well, okay, his shield's going to be back up the next time I get to. If you stand on the catwalk on the outside, as you said, you have the orb a little strike or his rockets. Then the tormentor comes in and he's chasing you around. So, and Callus, unfortunately, I'll excuse the language, which is, I know this is not that bad. Callus was a bitch during this entire campaign. He, like, he was. Yeah. He was just this whiny baby. No, fill up my chalice. Meh. Like, he was that, just that, was that kind of. Yeah. Like, the whole time. The witness, like, I love, like, the series of the witness is like, you know, it's like the guy who's so calm, you're terrified of him. It's like, that's the witness. And he just, like, looks at him wrong and he has the fifth element, like, nosebleed, which was yeah. hilarious that that was in there. Um, but Callus was just pointless. It's like, he's this opulent guy. And I'm like, he didn't change at all. So he's just a little punk. And then you get to the end and all he has is like a little darkness gun. And I'm like, so he really was just a punk the whole time. Like not even a unique real mechanic to him. Not much change. He's just kind of shooting at you the whole time. It wasn't like Savathun and the guardian powers and the big bubble shield. I mean, we basically had mini raid mechanics through the witch queen campaign at certain points of like, here's this thing you got to do yeah. mechanics. It's just run in a circle and shoot the guy. So that was why the mechanics of the, like before that, the big, like, okay, I got tanks. I got to hit with like laser, you know, drop down missiles and stuff like that on the titles down there fight. And I've got a tormentor, two tormentors to deal with. There's a lot going on. There's tons of cabal. This is a cool arena. Then I'm down here just running in a circle again. So mission seven and mission eight, I'm running in a circle for the final parts and I just didn't love it. So, but also like I'm dreading the lack of build a new player would have like that's They would probably just hate it. And I'm probably yeah. going to, when I get to it. So that's my issues with the final when I think about it a little bit deeper, but also what I'm looking into the future for like my final fight with my other character. I'm like, Oh, so sorry for the tangent on the end. No, you're good. Also, I, I definitely feel that it's like, it, it makes it even more disappointing to have like this be the version of Callus we get for the campaign when they've been like teasing that he's going to turn to the darkness and to the witness, like for several seasons. And it was cool. Like starting with the, um, uh, you mentioned it earlier, the uh, the exotic mission where like the... Oh, the, Presage. Um, no. Yeah, Presage. Oh, uh, yeah, that was it. That's right. Yeah, where yeah. you get Dead Man's Tale, which was one of my favorite exotics just because it's so fun and sounds so cool. And it's just like the um, the weird fungus, like darkness fungus, like all over the, uh, the ship. And it's just like it's intriguing and dark. And then, like, the whole season with the the crown of sorrows and trying to learn more about, what, like, what he was doing with it and stuff like that. And then you get this, and it's just like, oh, yeah, he's – you literally put it perfectly. He's just a little bitch. Yeah, it's yeah. it's funny just especially after season of The Haunted where he felt a lot more threatening, I guess, because yep. he's just an – he's an overhead voice the whole time. Yeah. And that's what he's always been throughout the – it's like an antithesis to Rasputin. Whereas Sputin, you're like, oh my god, this is going to be great. You get him and you're like, this is everything I could have wanted. Like, I'm glad we're finally getting Rasputin, but gone too soon. Sucks. Then you get Callus, and you're like, oh, we're finally going to see him. He's not a robot this time. You know, this dude, <laughs> he just says that he's just like, my cup. And you're just like, what? what is this? Oh my god, it's, it's ridiculous. But, like, for the boss fight, even though I enjoyed it, because I was on Void, uh... 
specifically on point. Uh, I don't think it even comes close to like Witch Queen's final fight with Sabathun or like the ones I like the most is like that and then Oryx when you're fighting Oryx before uh, yeah, King's yeah. Fall is so yeah, much yeah. fun. It's a great mission. Yeah. So like those ones are the ones that really like stuck out to me, uh, which I'm just like, you got to make the Trinity complete with Sheba Wrath's fight. Like that's got to be something cool. Yeah. Uh, I really hope we actually physically see Sivorath soon because it's been a little yeah, bit we're, annoying. We do, we, yeah, yeah. Like we keep, she's been around for like over a year at this point, just like you know manipulating stuff in the background. And well, she was well, definitely. Since, I feel like uh, what was it? Season of the what was it called? Uh, the Hunt. Season of the Hunt. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when she started. And like I was, I think that just like the idea of seeing the Hive War God is such a cool idea and it's kind of hard to take her uh, like it seriously as a threat when we haven't even seen her at all so i, we, I we can't picture her in my mind compared to like sabbath Dune, where at least yeah like, exactly gone. You know, when deborah wilson came and started talking through the crystal i was like oh dude so good that was yeah. fantastic yeah yeah like the um, voice actors there so again hopefully as you said like zivareth gets we need some time she's again, had as much build up now as sabbath Dune at this point with like yeah, it feels like yeah yeah, I feel like hopefully in like maybe season of the deep we get a little somehow communication interaction. Yeah. Savathun maybe coming back, kind of doing the you know hive gods facing each other type thing. For Guardian, sure. God. I really possibly. do want Savathun as an ally because I think that'd be so cool. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk. We'll definitely talk more about like I guess like predictions and whatnot uh, at the end of part two. But like uh, uh, aside from this and the gameplay, we get the story which we've somewhat covered already, but I. Uh, you know, we have two new characters and a couple returning characters during this whole thing. And I know Osiris was not. I was like, who do you want to talk about first? We can Osiris. go for each one. We could just. Well, I think Osiris is. Okay, good mine will be very, with. very quick. Osiris was just kind of trying to not put this in a sexist way. I was going to say I had his panties in a twist the entire time, <laughs> but that's just like a bad cliche. But basically, that was the thing. He's like, oh, he's just all worked up the entire time. I'm like, where's the cool, badass Osiris that we know? Like, yeah. this is not the same guy that we've had for seasons. The thought-provoking, one of the most powerful warlocks we've got. And now he's like, we must hurry. We must go. Like, not the same dude. It was a weird... He was weirdly written, this campaign, versus other times we've had him around. He's never had this just like, oh, but we, we must hurry. And it's like, Rohan's the voice of reason. I'm going, dude, Osiris, like calm yourself just breathe dude take a chill pill whatever you want to call it he was just he was not himself and i did not like the way he was written pretty much the entire time which is normally he's a really enjoyable character to have around but this time i did not enjoy it so that's my quick take on him yeah like i think osiris is a cool character like but I, I agree with you that this like i keep wanting to say season this for this campaign he just didn't feel like normal like he was very impatient and like Maybe part of that is that, like, he just kind of woke up from his, like, coma with some of Sabathun's memories, and he's just like, I'm certain that this veil thing that's hidden on Neptune is absolutely critical, and we need to find it and protect it, but he's the only one that understands why that's so important and why we need to do that immediately, and he doesn't really explain it very well. And then he seems to get really like sidetracked and focused on strand and like, what is this new power? Maybe this yeah. new power is the key to the veil or, or 
protecting the veil or something. It just, it felt very odd to me. Yeah, and he's like, why don't, why are you exhausted? Why is it making you tired? And it was yeah. just always <laughs> guardian. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, basically. He, so playing, I guess playing devil's advocate, there is the whole like, yeah, you just woke up from the coma. He uh, is being spied on <laughs> by like Arnor and some others, apparently. Yeah. Uh, like Ikor isn't fully trusting at the moment. And then he also, he has a, he feels like he has a lot to prove, not to mention the fact that he's mortal now. Like he doesn't have Sagira anymore. And that was one of the, it's like the, the big reminder. Like, Sagira analyze. And he's like, Oh, and then the fish right. comes over. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole, like the whole thing is like that whole year, like that whole time we had Osiris from, uh, the start of beyond light through the end of that year was, all Sabathun, so it's like that whole thing was never Osiris, and we've only really gotten him somewhat in uh, season of the Seraph and stuff. But that said, like, it's like I get it, I get what they're going for with him because of all these factors, but at the same time, it's still Osiris. Of yeah, this is the dude that was Ikora's mentor. This is the guy that's been there since pretty much the beginning of like really Guardians being manifested. And he is the wisest one. And even you'd think throughout everything he's been through, he can pretty much at least like get through this as well or figure it out considering everything he's done so far. So it did feel incredibly out of character and disappointing. And especially the fact that you're just kind of like it. I think the thing that would have at least if everything else in this campaign was better and this is kind of like the thing you're dealing with, it would have I guess been more bearable, but for the sheer fact that everything all together is not going well, this doesn't add to it because then it's like, Oh, here's one more negative thing you have to deal with along with everything else from gameplay to yep. story to characters. So it just did not fit there at all. Yeah. Uh, the others being like, you know, we have Rohan and Nimbus who are our two, um, what are they? It's cloud striders. Who are the only yeah, people most, that physically walk around Ro anywhere. Yeah, Rohan, the most thinly veiled foreshadowing I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. God, that was funny. They're like, so oh, tall, it's like too. We, we, yeah, they were, they were dramatically taller than I thought they were. I was like, okay, yep, you're making Kaido look a little short. That's amazing. Yeah. They're literally, um, it's like, the, it was that kind of uh, Destiny's version of Spartans, I guess. It's like, here's these guys, except they have a short, they have like a 10-year lifespan or something yep. insane. Yeah, that, I was what, actually wondering if it's 10 earth years or 10 neptune years because neptune has long years oh that That's makes a good point. more sense yeah i, I was wondering that. on that um no, i got a hope i don't know if i got an answer but yeah um i didn't get no, like rohan thing <laughs> like why i was like yeah i was like it's again well rohan like the voice actor did a cool job he had the gravelly voice he's like been around for a while he's got the new guys training him up and he takes then, everything seriously. Yeah, it takes that all seriously. Like, oh, well, he's the one who actually put Osiris in his place for the one moment like Osiris had to calm down. He's like, we must hurry. He's like, I know far more of a reason why the veil is important versus you. It's like my whole entire planet depends on yeah. it. He's like, we don't even know what the hell it is. So he's like, yeah, I get it. But also he's like, oh, we live for 10 years and I'm on my 10th year. I'm like, all right. <laughs> that was the line that did it all for him. So you're going, okay, so at some point this is going to go down. And there was no twist, no anything, just, oh, Rohan's going to die. Yep, Rohan is, uh, it also here just, we go. I'm dying 90 days sooner. No. <laughs> it felt yeah. like his death was so random, too. 
It, it, was, it was another one of the frustrating strand moments because, like, if I could just not be exhausted, yeah. I could save him. So then it's just, yeah, it's one of those moments where it's like, oh, I'm just too tired. I'm just not going to take a nap. Oh, sorry, you got to die. Your character choked in the middle of the 80s movie, and now he's dead. <laughs> I'll sacrifice myself to destroy the radial mast. Like, I don't even know what the radial, radial mast is, dude. You didn't explain it to me very well. Yeah, it was a whole thing. So it was, he just was pretty much fodder to begin with and there was no there's just no, there's like nothing really to say about him as a character it's it's yeah. just like there you go whereas nimbus, for nimbus i was just i found him very annoying yes them very annoying nimbus was just constantly like they made nimbus very wacky in the beginning and then it's just to be like oh nimbus is now hard-boiled because nimbus's mentor is dead and all this stuff and it because the whole thing bungie said too they're like yeah we're trying to make it like all the 80s themes and 80s movies like we're trying to put that into lightfall hence like i think like the titan has a red headband in one of the armor sets or yeah. something oh yeah uh, it's just uh, be warlock. like Rambo. warlock oh it's does. warlock I okay it, i always thought it was the titan one but yeah it's the warlock so you know like having nimbus throughout all that too just like you know same thing i said about osiris of like with all these other variables hitting, it doesn't help with them being like this. For Nimbus, it's also not helping where it's like, here's this new destination. Oh, how are the new characters that are in this destination? Uh, well, one's dead already. And the other is, well, how do we put it? Uh, just silly uh, for the it sake of being- It didn't feel like they ever took anything seriously. It, it was just, here's the, here's the hot shot rookie that yeah. doesn't get anything yet. And I'm like, his um, best moment was post campaign. That yeah, was the biggest thing. I was about gonna Nimbus. say Nimbus gets his a... best moment was post campaign. I'm like, that should have been in the campaign. Yeah. Nimbus just talking to you outside, like everything with Nimbus outside of the campaign felt completely different. They're just like, mm -hmm. hey, look, we turned on the normal button. And Nimbus is like, Yeah, we're gonna do this, blah, 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 and this and this. And also I learned this from my mentor, but like, here's a little bit of history. And you're like, Oh, that's actually interesting. I wonder why we didn't have this before but okay how are you how old are you supposed to be <laughs> like, yeah it, it's think, it's very ridiculous it was there were like lines that just kind of bugged me about them like uh there's like some mission you do just because they're like oh that would that would really bother rohan let's do it and it's like really you're you're doing it because you know that your mentor would tell you it's a bad idea uh, okay <laughs> yeah um otherwise yeah like i said just campaign no bueno post campaign somehow bearable and could have worked if they had just done that the whole time it's yeah, always just like i feel like they heroes, made the wrong fine. they made the wrong decision for like each thing when it came to the campaign and then like afterwards you're feeling like oh hey we, we got off of our high and we're kind of thinking clearly again it's really weird uh well i mean i saw one thing somebody like mentioned on reddit is like what if nimbus had actually sacrificed himself and then rohan had to deal with that i'm like well that would have been an interesting journey to go on didn't get that yeah it's like could, yeah, oh, yeah. You never, what was especially that expendables too sorry especially with rohan being on his 10th year or whatever being like oh shit i gotta find a replacement like immediately yeah because yeah, this would have been very different i was like oh no guess not there was literally, um, for those, if you guys have watched the Expendables movies, the second movie, they bring in, like, I think Liam Hemsworth or someone. Yep. And it's like, hey, here's our young rookie. And they, like, kill him off. And you're yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, 
Like you didn't yeah. expect it because it's old people and you think one of them are going to die. So it, it does help to kind of change the formula a bit there. But they literally went, let's go with the most generic 80s shit possible. Uh, that like is so predictable. It's not even funny. Actually, it is funny, but also in an angry. You just get angry at the same time when <laughs> you're like, laughing. I just love how that mission ends with like Guardian. Can you get his core for me? Like, is there is there any left? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah. like I guess like there's one character that was entertaining, but that's because it's just a voice. And that's Mr. Jisoo Colorado. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nolan North again. Yeah. Was that, was that Nolan North? Really? Oh. Yep. I just so, love that name, like Jisoo Col- Colorado, because I want to say Colorado every time. Yeah, that was that was inter- that was at least entertaining. And it's like, I have with me a guest, and it's Kyle, and Kyle's like, the fuck do you want? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like having her or Osiris in just being interviewed, you're just like cracking up because it feels like a weird thing where it, it broke like the fourth wall of like, what if we interviewed the characters in real life? And they're like, yeah, this is kind of how it would go. Yeah, that seems yeah. pretty spot on here. Wasn't there also like another Neomuna voice that was like the one that gives you your patrols? Uh, yeah, like post campaign, I can't remember the name of her. Um, oh, but she's right. the one in the she's back. The one that uh, yeah, she, yeah. she's she's like the archivist or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but there's also like this dude that like works. He like loves the arcades or something. So there's like a mm. couple random people like that, and it's just funny because they're just. I feel like Fudgy was just like, we didn't have enough time to make all the character designs, so here's a hologram. <laughs> yeah, but uh. You know, we already talked about how the story didn't fit and the whole, like, how Lightfall Final Shape came to be uh, at a certain point of, like, how what it feels like they had to do. But I think for the story itself overall, I think it's probably the weakest one since, honestly, I want to say probably... Um, uh, Osiris? <laughs> I was good, yeah. Yep, pretty much. First Shadow Keep, somewhere in that realm of stories. Where yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was just filler, and that's crazy that it was that. Honestly, I didn't think about it that way until you said it today. Like, I was just like, yeah, I just didn't. It, the word of just calling it filler never occurred to me of just like, yeah, that makes sense. That actually makes yeah. perfect sense. If I were to can, summarize like, my feelings for this campaign, it's just a few words. It would just be like, it's not completely terrible, but it was confusing and disappointing yeah uh neo muna though the destination we have uh what like three main areas i guess or four main areas similar to um and no good quick travel points (laughs) you have two quick travel (laughs) points well two i guess two and a half yeah here's the (laughs) if you don't want to go all the way into that room here's another fast travel point and then here's one at the rear but uh, it's very much just like a weird future place. It just kind of looks like a Vegas casino at, at, at a certain point. You see all like the bars and stuff. And I'm like, hey, it's the Cosmopolitan Hotel. Okay. But uh, the design seems cool, but just empty. Completely yeah. empty. Like Witch Queen at least. has You go through the throne world and it just makes a lot more sense what's going on there you have a bunch of scorn and hive fighting all the time 
throughout different areas. And depending on where you go, it's actually like, oh, I'm in a swamp. Oh, now I'm in this cool, like, very gothic feeling architecture uh, all over the place. And it's all these different feelings going through these different places. And overall, it's kind of just swamp and the fortress. But depending on which area you are, kind of tells you what type of enemies you're going to get uh, versus like what's lucent territory versus scorn territory. And it just makes sense of like, this is how far Savathun's light has reached. But also here's the areas where Rolk was still like imprisoned and that area's had its like, I guess, lasting effects on her throne world and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but Neomuna is just, here's future spot and city here's future spot and city here's other future spot and city eventually if you walk for five minutes you'll get to rocks that's it <laughs> yeah i mean it's basically the crash and like going through callus's ship was not bad but it always kind of pointed you to the big circular room yeah um which you went to a couple times uh, like Radio Sand, that's kind of one of the offshoots. Maya's Retreat, I always hate because that's just like, here's your strand training grounds. Yeah, um, I did not like Maya's Retreat. And, but yeah, it was like the three locations were fine. I was like, all right, it's a three destination thing with a couple offshoots. Um, but no, just the destination, it fits like architecturally with like the, you know, the way like the space winds work and the way the buildings are designed and all of those things. Like, it's kind of cool, but as you said, it is. It is kind of empty. It's sometimes full of enemies, sometimes not. Uh, getting around it is just another circle. I mean, it's just another, you know, canyon loading zone until you get to the next arena. And it is another Destiny zone without a question. <laughs> um, I don't know at this point until, like, until we get rid of PS4, Xbox One, and some of these games are designed mm. from the ground up to take advantage of SSDs and faster load times and actually... You know, the thing where it's like I have to drive between the place so this one can unload and this one can load, like the actual way the game functions. Like until we get to the point where it's not doing that, I don't have grand expectations for Destiny Destinations. Like Final Shape. I'm hoping that one's at least a little bigger. That's all yeah. I got to say. Like I don't know yeah. what's going on, where we're going, but I just hope it's at least maybe four zones instead of three since you get extra time to build this one. Maybe, but it's just like, we are getting new destinations, but it's again, here's your three dots. Here's your three. This one has a snowscape, and I'm not saying any of this is easy. I could build nothing of this. I am not a game developer. I'm not a world artist. I'm not a world designer. They do a lot, and they make the worlds fit. But as you said, this one, it is kind of out of touch. It's got the neon aspect, but there's nothing else really there. So... Yeah, I was like, I didn't love or hate it per se, but it definitely wasn't, it wasn't memorable. It wasn't the big Savathun white castle and then the traveler above it. There wasn't a whole lot of memorable moments from it, that that I will say. Probably the only time that hits is the first time you see Callus is shipped and just the scale of the ship yeah. next to the buildings you're at. Okay, you're like, all right, that's, that's pretty massive. After that sinks in, then I'm kind of good. Yeah, yeah, like it makes a great first impression. It, like, cause with all the neon, it like it looks very cool. And yeah, with Callus's ship in the background, it's very for like I want to say foreboding, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, or atmospheric at least. But like, then you go to the next area, and it kind of looks the same. And the third area looks kind of the same. And it's just like even at least on Europa, you know, each of the three major zones in that map are all ice covered, but each one at least looks a little bit different, but 
I found myself getting lost and turned around on Neomuna a few times because everything just looks the same to me. Yeah. So, yeah, just yeah. Not, not very memorable. And it's like, I guess with the three places, it's kind of like a weird rock, paper, scissors, or like um, porridge level of like warm, hot, cold. Where, like you said, one is, it's a, if it's, a, uh, what's the one called you always have to activate? the uh, Terminal overload. Yeah, if it's that one, that's kind of like the the very cold one. Where no one's there until you activate it. And then you have the Vex incursion area. And that's the full hot one. It's like, at least if you want to find enemies, that one will be the most populated. So, Till whatever. the same spot and then it's like, what do you do? Yeah, but you're stuck. Yeah, it forces you kind of to stay in that one. And then there'll be that one destination between those two that's like, here's normal destination high. Uh, that's it. Like, it should hopefully have enough enemies in it. But otherwise, like, and it doesn't It doesn't feel like it's even then as populated as like a Witch Queen area. But um, otherwise, I, I would agree the uh, Callus's ship uh, is still at least cool. I remember at one point, I think I went through the wrong entrance and got really lost and confused at a certain point. I think it was just because you get to like a room where uh, it's like four different areas, two floors, and then uh, on, and it's like two sides, and you can't figure out where the hell to go until you realize like, oh, right, if you go up here, there's like a weird little like door opening that's like in the up like above that's not like floor level that you have to jump through. Uh, to get to like the final area and that was a little annoying if you couldn't remember where it was in the campaign and you're yeah. doing like an exotic quest or something but uh it was fine otherwise um but it definitely felt exhausting for me only during i want to say the action figure collecting when you're going through and getting all of those and you're going to the different destinations uh it put into perspective kind of like if you're only doing that and there's nothing else if you're not doing like a strike or something there's nothing that's kind of forcing you through certain areas with combat a bunch and it's just going through and it's kind of empty it feels yeah and it's just like damn i'm doing this just for an action figure well what, what's going on in the way nothing it's just like you just could scream and an echo would happen and nothing is going to go on no you're not going to get shot or anything it just feels boring uh to an extent uh so it's definitely not a location I like going to, even though now it's the one where it's like, hey, all the pinnacles and powerfuls are here, so you have to come here now. Yeah. Um, now, so I will say the... Um, can't remember the name of it right now because it's like it changes on a weekly basis. The Vex mission where you get the... where you got to go through the portal, those three? Yeah. Those are cool. I, actually oh, I like think that's those. the... Are you talking about the... Um, I can't blanking on the name. I feel like an idiot. the new Vex Caliber? No. Okay, because I was about to say that's like the, the seasonal. one. There's three. I think it rotates on a weekly basis. Like, um, and it might be the Vex Incursion Zone where it's at. It's the mission that you do. Like you, you got to go through. You got to do the terminal overload. You got to get the key, and then the key will let Partition? you into the portal. Partition. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fun. Those are actually yeah. pretty cool. Because um, the, the thing that uh, you have to do like the the weekly bounty before you can yeah, like yeah, open that's it. it, it's yeah. Because right. yep. yeah, there's a, there's just a few extra steps that feel like a barrier. Otherwise, I guess if like you're the average player, it's like a, a few extra hurdles just to kind of do that activity. So I feel like maybe the average player doesn't play that as much as you like as much as I think they would probably compared yeah. to like more uh, season players. But um, 
other than that, like, I guess anything else on Neomuna, any interest or, I guess, how, how do you guys feel about the um, Vex incursions and the uh, Terminal Overload as activities? Uh, James, you can go. I feel like I've been talking here. Uh, I don't think I've done too much of the Terminal Overload yet. Uh, oh, I've farmed so much. But the, which Long. one is... The, yeah, which one is the one that's like the public event sort of that you activate? That's terminal overload. Terminal over overload. Oh, that is yeah. overload. Okay, because so. you'll go through three steps, and then the final step is like two bosses, pretty much. Yeah, that one I find kind of weird because, yeah, just like in that area, there's like nothing seems to happen unless you activate that mission or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know, it seems to go on like a little bit too long for me, but uh, so I can't really say much about the other one, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you. Terminal overload, it drags a bit for the length of it. If you go and you try and start it by yourself and nobody ends up joining your instance, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Um, so you kind of need to find one that's already, like, step two in progress, kind of already, like, mid midway through, so it's always hard to get it going. Seems to be kind of the bigger issue with that one. Once it's going, it's just, it is, there are a lot of pieces to each one, and, like, they're not bad. They're kind of different. Stand here and shoot all the harpies that are holding you down, so you got to do the point. Then you got to go blow up the tanks over here. I'm like, it has you moving around, and then the bosses are, one's a Scion, then one's a Minotaur. Um, there's it a is lot different to... depending on destination, I guess, like, or, like, area. Yeah, area. I mean, it tends, yeah. It tends to be a lot of, kind of, some of the same stuff, but the locations do give it a little flexibility. But, yeah, it's like for the time you go through it versus, like, you know, you get one chest here and one chest here. People were doing like the chest run, like the instance run and stuff that people were doing to get multiple pulls on the normal chest, which got fixed this week. Mm. Um, so that's no longer a thing. But and that was helping with reputation. But it's like the time you put into it versus like you'd get a little bit of reputation and you get a couple pulls. It it did feel long for what it was. It's like some public events on EDZ, you can knock those out in like 90 seconds because you'd get like you know, the Cabal one where you get the ship to come down, blow that up, and you'd nuke the boss. And it's like, this one is 12 different stages or something. So, I mean, the balance of, like, what a public event should be versus what we get out of it, that's where I think it's just a bit lengthy. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I feel like, for me, when I was going through, I was too lazy to... I cracked up. Travis just was like, what is this today? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was pretty much... I would go in see no one there go to orbit go back in and yep. keep trying until i could find a group of people that were there. at least if i saw two people doing it already or a good amount of people and it hadn't started yet were the two because if it's like if there's one or two people and it hadn't started and i go in, i'm like maybe i'll start it and we could all do it and they just leave and go to the next location i'm like oh crap well that was a waste uh, and I kept, I felt, I guess I was just lazy on it and I could have just done, uh, the safer route and entered a, uh, a fire team on the app and just brought in two people. And if you're even luckier or more lucky, like you'll go in and there's already people there too. So then they have like a full group. It's kind of like going into like, uh, I guess, what was it? Like blind well or something, uh, kind of like that in that style, uh, where you're hoping someone's going to be there. But, uh, once the activity starts, I guess it was a good way to grind out Strand, especially when you're first, like, post-campaign getting all the, the Strand currency to get more of the aspects yep. and fragments. This was yeah. probably, like, the this was, like, the farming spot Fastest for it. Way. Yeah. Um, so it did help a lot when it was, like, during that type of thing. 
Uh, now I honestly have been forgetting to do it and I need to get back to doing it. And it's not, yeah. like I said, it was bad, but it's just like long more that that's really just it. And it's not the longest thing, but I think it's like, it reminds me, I get like a little bit of PTSD from the freaking public event on the Leviathan from season of the haunted, just cause it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, here's like three tiers of this. And I'm like, here we go yep. again. Okay. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, I don't know if we want to. There's like 13 minutes left if we want to bother with the exotic quests or save that for the second part. Um, uh, you might save that, especially yeah. if Travis will be here yeah. next time. Yeah, especially since so. I haven't he might tag me out depending on if you know what's going on. Travis, we figured out may have uh, overslept a bit, but <laughs> as much as that, bo- as much as he goes like nonstop, never stopping, like like I know he said he's like it's it's all good. Like he's he feels bad. He will he will be here, so it's sometimes the boy needs to sleep. So it was yeah. not intentional. So no, it's all he personally slided. No, just <laughs> yeah. Uh, just see said, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I told you. Like, I, I oh my god, it's no all good. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that that's the I, I was like, yeah, it's gonna probably be like two hours because if there's four people talking, like just for each topic, it's gonna it's gonna go longer than for each one. But yeah. uh. With all that said, though, I think we're at a good stopping point, like you guys said. Um, that is it for part one. Part two, we will talk the exotic missions uh, that you get throughout uh, Lightfall. There's like four, three or four of them. Uh, Strand is a subclass, so not really from the campaign, but just post-campaign. You have everything unlocked, all the stuff that's actually there that you can appreciate. So I think that'll be maybe a bit more positive. Well, those two, and then more of the technical stuff. So we finally are, we got like the loadouts. You can do pre-created loadouts, which is really nice. You have uh, the UI changes where everything has pretty much been relocated from inventory character, uh, the way you look at triumphs, like everything has changed and it is like a big difference. Um, and then finally the Root of Nightmares raid, which I know someone hasn't done yet still. Uh, they yeah, need to. so behind. Uh, you got, a, you got about a week to do it. So there you go. Uh, and then uh, Season of Defiance, which already wrapped up. We'll talk same thing we did for Seraph. So the story, the activity that we do in it, and uh, Excalibur Quest, which I have a funny story on that a little bit. Um, but uh, that is everything uh, that we'll do next week. And it'll be potentially the three of us, along with Ty Guy Travis from IGN, which will be really cool. And other than that, Ibontis, where can people find you? Uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Those are the main three. Uh, it's Ebontis, E-B-O-N-T-I-S. If you find the cheetah, you have found me, and those are the main three. Streaming, Destiny or Variety on Twitch, YouTube, lots of videos, and then Twitter for probably just random antics and seeing what other people are saying out there. So I have a pretty curated feed on Twitter, so if I'm seeing stuff on Twitter, I've managed to make a pretty reasonable following to look at because it's a lot of game devs and content creators and stuff. So nothing too crazy in there. But yeah, just... Any of those? Yeah. And uh, we'll have links to all of that stuff uh, for Twitch and for YouTube uh, in the show notes. You can take the take a look at that. Uh, check out the guides. Honestly, guys, I he helped me out before. Uh, I didn't even know it was him for, until I realized it. And I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, the guides really help out. Uh, if you guys especially need help on everything, like any like specific parts, even with the new stuff. Um, otherwise, you can follow the show on... Uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Super Side Talk, all one word. If you guys have any comments, feedback, or you want to 
uh, send a question in on the show, which you can. Any questions for us for Destiny 2, for Lightfall, the current season, any of the stuff we'll talk about in part two, the raid, all that, uh, what you think will be happening in this coming year, pretty much uh, for the campaign and everything else, or the story leading up to Final Shape, you can send in at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, that's just the title of the show, sutrasidetalk and at gmail.com. And of course, you could follow uh, James on Twitter at invaderjim124. You could follow me on Twitter at gogacomzilla. And if you guys want to help us out, uh, just uh, subscribe pretty much on whatever platform you are listening to or watching on. If it's Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. If it's Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, give a like for the episode as well as subscribing. Uh, we will catch you guys next week with part two. So long. Thanks for listening.